T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people and are feeling all right here on old. America. Yes. Welcome back. One more hour. Yeah, we're past midnight live tonight because of the late Billikens game. And I think there's another one next week. That's another late one. So uh, if you want to call in, you can. But I know that uh, I got a few things I wanted to get to. There was one comedian online. I think it's JP Sears. He has a YouTube channel called Awaken with JP. He is funny. So I've played his things in the past. In fact, I'll play some more tonight because why not? It's late and it's more fun to do things like that, honestly. Uh, if you want to call in, you can, though. 314-436-7900. I saw this one story and this is starting to pick up. NBA requiring teams to play national anthem. Why? Because Mark Cuban, who's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, he's on Shark Tank, and just every once in a while pops his head in to say, hey, remember, I'm here and I got a lot of money. Uh, apparently the reports are that it came from him that the Mavericks were to no longer play the national anthem prior to home games this season. So the NBA had to pop in and say, oh, no, we're not doing that. And I'm kind of surprised, mostly because the NBA is the team that is pro-China. I mean, all the way. They'll do everything they can. They'll go out of their way to defend China and everything that comes with it, along with all of their problems. So that kind of surprised me. You know, it's the you got to be as woke as possible to be part of the NBA elite club, too. So it, it did surprise me that they would step in and say, no, no, we're doing the national anthem. Uh, that didn't last long. So some people are looking at it, saying that they'll have to resume playing the anthem uh, tonight versus Atlanta. I don't know if he actually did it at this point because I didn't watch the NBA, nor do I watch uh, Mavericks games. But a statement from Cuban said, in part, the hope is that those who feel passionate about the anthem being played will just as passionate in listening to those who do not feel it represents them. All right. So you're we got our, we got ourselves a, a nice woke statement there. That's what I'm looking for. My barometer when it comes to the way I should feel about this country is definitely set by Mark Cuban. <laughs> no, thanks. So one other thing I wanted to do this. This is actually pretty funny. Awaken with JP 
is a YouTuber that creates some very satirical uh, comedy. And he created a new video that was released yesterday that is really funny. It's called What Liberals Think All Conservatives Are Like. What Liberals Think All Conservatives Are Like. And the video is just two people. It's him playing both parts, having a conversation. Let me give you an idea. What liberals think all conservatives are like. I like violence. I know. It's the best, right? I mean, the more violence we have, the safer we are. Organized violence, insurrections, takeovers of capital, they're all effective ways to uphold the peace. <laughs> you look tired. Are you okay? Mm, I didn't sleep well last night. Why not? Well... The gun that I use as a pillow is kind of hard. Ooh. Yeah, I think I just need to get another gun and put that underneath my other gun pillow for some extra padding, and then I'll sleep better. Have you been watching the news? I don't believe anything the news tells me. They're all corrupt. You must be a conspiracy theorist. Sure am. Me too. Which ones do you believe? <laughs> all of them. All of them? <laughs> Literally all of them. Wow. How about you? Same. Anytime a new one comes out, I automatically believe it. And then when I look deeper into it, I only believe it more. I love this. This is so funny. So they're going back and forth. And one of him is draped in the American flag. The other one's dressed like uh, Stove, Stone Cold Steve Austin's going out for a hunting expedition or something. It's I think it's just great. And there's a whole video online where they just kind of do this thing. What liberals think all conservatives are like. What's most important to you about America? Free speech most important thing. Ooh, why do you love it so much? I just want to use it to hurt people's feelings. <laughs> of course. Is there any other use for free speech? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Only thing it's good for. Thank Trump we still have it. Uh, lockdown's been happening for a year now. I strongly don't agree with them. Is that because you think they're a disproportionate response relative to what they're combating and that you think they're harming society because they're destroying the economy, taking people's freedoms, degenerating human connection, and causing a massive amount of deaths of despair? No, I just want everyone to get sick. Same. Needlessly wanting people to get sick is the only reason I can think of for why people wouldn't agree with lockdowns. <laughs> why? What liberals think all conservatives are like? <laughs> No, I just wanted everyone to get sick. <laughs> Sleeping under a gun. You need another gun to prop under your one gun to make sure you have more support. Oh, this is so great. Do we do one more? Yeah, let me do one more. This is just so funny. I'm only doing a couple of portions of this video. Do you believe in climate change? Yeah, but only because I want more of it. What do you think we can do to help the world get warmer? Well, I'm starting a warmer earth initiative that'll help replace solar panels on people's roofs with piles of burning coal. That's innovative. <laughs> yeah, one of my concerns has always been people getting frostbite at the North Pole. But if we can get enough carbon into the atmosphere, then we can melt the polar ice caps and then we won't have to worry about people getting frostbite at the North Pole. Also, if we start fracking in the oil fields and drilling for oil in the fracking fields, we should be able to make a quantum leap forward in changing the climate. Change is good. What are your views on immigration? Against it. Could you expand? I don't think anyone at any time should be able to immigrate ever again. <laughs> immigrate. So that is what liberals think all conservatives are like. A comedy video, satirical, of course, from the YouTube channel Awaken with JP. You may recognize him. He has become very popular over the past year. Very funny stuff. Uh, well worth your time to go check that out. I might have to link to that on my Facebook page. You can find me on Facebook, Ryan Wrecker Radio. If you are not liking that page, what are you even doing on Facebook? Honestly, if you don't, first thing, when you load up Facebook, if the first thing you do is something other than going to Ryan Wrecker Radio's page, I, I don't understand.
I don't I don't get it. Where else is there to go on Facebook anymore? Really? We'll be right back. It's Overnight America KMOX. St. Louis's morning news. Total information AM. Weekday mornings at 5 on KMOX and KMOX.com. Welcome back. It's Overnight America. Okay. A couple of stories online. Wife dies with husband of 60 years by her side, but he died alone due to COVID restrictions. But still, to think that you were married for 60 years, that's something sometimes I'll say to my wife. I'll say, man, I hope I'm first. I don't know if I could deal with, (laughs) I don't think I can deal with you going first. And it's one of those morbid things I think we look at and understand one day if you're married, it's going to happen. And you have to face the understanding that it could happen. So I read this one story and I think married 60 years. You were together for all those years. You were together that long. And for you to be able to be there for your wife. And then a month later, that's it's sad and it's terrible. But I think about being at least there for your wife. I'm glad he was able to do that. I'm glad he was able to have it. And I'm I'm worried, too, that we'll look at this as somewhat of a, a bad thing, right? But you got a lot of years together, and you were there for her, and she was there for you. But just being a, a month apart, you didn't have to suffer all that much towards the end. And any um couple I've known that have been together that long, when it gets towards the very end of their life and they know it's coming, they want it to happen close to each other because it's just too much of a heartbreak to be on this world without the one that you spent all those years with. And it's, it's kind of sweet in a way to think that when you have these these stories where they just happen so quickly to each other, where they're so close to each other. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't understand the scientific nature because there has to be something going on where it, it just happens too frequently not to be scientific. There's something there. Here's another story at KMOX.com. Uh, Missouri tells St. Louis region delay in vaccine doses caused by system errors. Oh, how convenient all of a sudden, isn't it? So Missouri health officials say there are reasons both the county and the city didn't receive the expected number of coronavirus vaccine doses in recent weeks. And it said that it took so long for the doses to be shipped. Well, there's problems all over the world. I saw in Japan that they ran out of syringes. So they had to scrap a bunch of the Pfizer doses because of that, because of the extreme ways they have to um, hold on to and store these doses. It doesn't make it easy to distribute it on the willy-nilly. You can't just leave it on the shelf for a long time. So state health officials offered an optimistic outlook on Wednesday, saying that more vaccines are expected soon and more sites will be distributing those doses. Help is on the way. How many times have you heard that phrase from the U.S. government? You roll your eyes like, oh, great. I'm going to have to hear that one more time. Just do it already. So the county, the Missouri Department Division of Community and Public Health say that they are working on the technical issue. It's a federal distribution system, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's where we're at. I saw this online, too. Uh, Fred Backus, new poll on who gets the vaccine. 46 percent of Americans say they either have gotten a vaccine already or would get a vaccine as soon as possible if one becomes available at no cost to them. And that's up from 41 percent last month. Another 32 percent would consider getting one after waiting to see what happened to others. But nearly a quarter of Americans still have no intention of getting vaccinated at all. 
and that percentage hasn't budged. Okay, and I feel that that might change over time, but if anything, there's a, such a demand for it for those that need it and want it that that is kind of a, you know, we don't have to worry about this right now. Uh, that's down the road type of deal. You got enough on your hands. Uh, talking about system errors that are preventing doses to getting to the places they need it. You're talking about high population areas like St. Louis City and County. There's a lot of people that live here, and you're finding that percentage of doses based on population are going to other regions before St. Louis. Why isn't it proportional? I think Dr. Garza brought that up just a couple days ago. So let me bring this up too. And this is something that caught a lot of people off guard. CDC report double masking can block more than 90% of viral particles. The report is the first from a CDC looking at how well different mask wearing techniques protect people. There's a few things that I want to uh, point out about this. Number one, all right, are they just messing with us at this point? So they're saying that what we really should do is recommend wearing two masks at any given time. Are there going to be like a two mask minimum when you go into businesses or restaurants? Is Sam Page going to say, well, if you're going to go in anywhere or if you're going to have any place for dining, you better walk in with two masks or we'll be there and we'll tell on you or whatever. You call on your neighbors if they're out raking leaves or shoveling snow. If you see them out there without two masks on, you better call the call in your neighbors. Is that is where we're going to go where this is mandatory if the CDC is recommending it. And let me bring this out too. How many times have you seen the different data debated on this? Over all, all the time, all the time. Last month, or I would say last uh, year, going back into uh, what you would see of these viral memes that started, we'll even go back further to last summer. And they would show these memes. Oh, this is what, according to the new report, if you're wearing a mask and they're wearing a mask, uh, here's the effectiveness. If they're one's wearing a mask and the other one's not, here's the effectiveness and da 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 da. So, by the way, all of these numbers were like exactly the way that they're saying. Now, two masks would give you protection. Why is it that when they did the research before, the same numbers come in, but now they have to say two masks are necessary for something like this? And then even finding something with a respirator, and that's recommended if you really want to filter out the virus. I don't get it. It's They, they keep moving this back and forth. And how is it that when it comes to this data that the government is putting out a lot that number one you can't ever question it even when they come out a couple of months later and update it and tell you they were wrong before and then number two why is it that we should trust these things when it comes to decisions on our lives when it contradicts what we want to do because ultimately speaking if the government always knows best then uh, we just have to what submit to everything the government wants you to do when it comes to any other things that you would normally have freedoms over so surgical masks work in part because they're made of a certain uh, thing that helps create tiny electrical charges that capture viral particles and they go into depth online. You can find this, you know, KMOX, I believe, but I was looking at the NBC article on uh, NBC News, I should say. So now that's uh, where we're at. We're, we're watching these things. You see who got into the uh, vaccine commercial business, too? Two of probably the most well-liked celebrities, Elton John. And Michael Caine, that's pretty safe to say, right? They're universally well-liked. I don't think there's too many people that hate Elton John and hate Michael Caine. In fact, I don't know if I've ever met any person that hates either of them. Uh, you go and say, oh, let's talk about celebrities. Elton John, oh, I hate that guy. Never once have I heard that. And I talked a lot of music in my day. Same thing with Michael Caine as an actor. Oh, I hate that Michael Caine. He's terrible. Never once heard that. So they're out there uh, pitching 
vaccines. This is the bit where you're going to have the vaccine now, Elton. So right. just kind of pretend that you're having the vaccine from a nurse. Oh. What was that, Elton? That was me acting. Okay. Let's cut there. And as you can see, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Elton. We'll let you know. Oh. Well, at this short notice, you won't find anyone bigger. Thank you. In walks Michael Caine. Hello. My name is Michael Caine. I've just had a vaccine for COVID. It didn't hurt. Not many people know that. <laughs> I cut that marvellous. That was fantastic. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Sir Michael. Uh, Claire, let the little fella know he didn't get the job. Yeah, little fella being Elton John. Funny, funny little thing there. Some people say if you want to say Michael Caine's name like Michael Caine, you say the term my cocaine. So say my cocaine is how Michael Caine says his name. Let's listen to that one more time, because once you hear it, it's impossible not to hear that. Hello, my name is Michael Caine. <laughs> OK, did he say my cocaine or Michael Caine is Michael Caine? I don't know. Actually, I, I think I need to hear it one more time. It's Michael Caine. Ah, it's still out. Jury's out. Is Michael Caine? See, I don't know. I guess it's, it's probably true, but this the accent is uh, plays along. No, I haven't got the uh, vaccine. I guess technically speaking, those in the media, if you're doing broadcast, they they're in a certain tier as teachers. And I thought you got to be kidding me. I'm able to still socially distance. I'm able to work from home. So how would I qualify before a teacher? that we want to be able to put into in front of students. That don't make sense to me. Then again, there's probably other people that are more than willing to uh, get in there. And then I see social media. People are out there and they're saying, I'm trying everything to get my parents this vaccine, my elderly parent, who we are desperately trying to get this thing because we want to be able to be reunited with them. They can't get it. But somehow it's being offered to politicians right now. Sometimes it's being offered to uh, news media. No, give me a break. So I don't uh, find myself or my family getting one of these uh, vaccines for a while. In fact, if they're only dishing out a thousand at a time or whatever, it's kind of, you know, a long waiting list. I, I just don't find myself trying to rush to it. I don't mind waiting a little bit. Let me put it that way. I feel safe. I feel fine with the things that we're doing right now. And I will not put myself in front of someone of the elderly or teachers or anything of that matter. All right. When we come back. We're going to take a look at your weather. It is so cold outside. I mean, so cold. I wanted to play a tribute to George Washington. So we normally have President's Day, and we think George Washington with President's Day. In fact, George Washington's birthday is a couple of weeks away. It would be Monday, February 22nd this year. And I played this last year, and I thought, you know, I'm going to hold on to it. It's going to be one of those late nights. I know that there's not going to be a lot of people calling in. So Jack Carney did a tribute to George Washington with Rex Davis. Let's play that coming up after the weather. And I wanted to play another bit of an interview from last night, just to clip it from Jan Jacoby when he was talking about the medical treatment of Abraham Lincoln. When he suffered depression, this is how doctors treated him for that. It's insane. And another look back at Kevin Klein's whole other story where he travels back in time to visit Abe Lincoln. Those things will come up after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. So President's Day is a federal holiday. It's coming up on this Monday, the 15th. 
And it's in recognition of our very first president, George Washington. Um, and for a while there, we would celebrate Washington's birthday, but still all things considered, George Washington um, looked at as the father of our country, very influential into the early years of the uh, nation. And to celebrate President's Day, I thought, you know, tonight might be a good night to air this. This will be fun. And I'll probably... <laughs> Who knows? I might air it again on Sunday night. But with President's Day here, Jack Carney uh, did a awesome skit on George Washington. It also included, you'll hear, is Rex Davis. Going back into the KMOX archives, I know that you enjoy these. So sit back, relax. Tribute to George Washington ahead of our President's Day. It's time once again for us to return to KMOX Radio's Little Theater of the Year for another historic, dramatic presentation with Jack Carney and Rex Davis in the featured roles. Since today is George Washington's birthday, our feature presentation on the KMOX Morning Mystery Theater is a vignette about the father of our country. And I'm going to play... And you are going to play George Washington. Now, as the scene opens, we find George pacing the floor nervously at the Washington family home in Valley Forge. Hold it. What's wrong now? Valley Forge was the scene of a very famous battle. You mean George and Martha didn't get along? No, that's not it. Valley Forge was not the Washington family home. It was Mount Vernon. Well, as the scene opens, we find George Washington nervously pacing the floor at the Washington family home in Mount Vernon. That's better. With him is his trusted friend and campaign manager, Bernie. I don't remember any Bernie. With him is his trusty friend and campaign manager, Bernie. The Revolutionary War has ended. The Declaration of Independence has been signed at Independence Hall in Cleveland. Philadelphia. And the time has come for Americans to go to the polls for the first time to elect a president. General Washington has led the young country to victory in the war against England, but Bernie... Who I never heard of. But Bernie is worried that one of the other candidates planning on running in the first American election might upset our national hero, George Washington. Washington speaks. Oh! Oh! What oh. in the world is the matter with you? I just got back from the dentist, and I heard... What seems to be the trouble, George? Well, it's worse than I thought, those damn termites. Listen, George, let's get down to business. The election is less than three weeks off. And if we're going to get you elected, we have to get on the ball. All right, all right. Bernie, what do we do first? Well, first of all, George... I think you're underestimating the competition. Competition? What competition? Well, if Jefferson runs... I'll cancel my subscription to his magazine. What about John Hancock? The insurance man? Don't be silly. Look, George, this is no shoe-in, and you have to get busy on your image. My image? What's wrong with my image? Well, first of all, you haven't had a good column item since the cherry tree bit. Yeah, that did get a lot of coverage. And the boat bit was disastrous. Oh, look, I told you about that. George, seasick or no seasick, everybody sits down in a boat. All right, Bernie, now what are we going to do? George, I've got a bit. It shows your personal strength, and it also has a lot of symbolism. 
We'll do it down at the Potomac. Oh, not another boat ride, Bernie. You know what happened last no, time. No, no, no boat ride. What you're going to do is throw a silver dollar across the Potomac. What? You are going to throw a silver dollar across the Potomac River. Well, what in the world for? Believe me, George, every paper in the country will pick up this one. Look, Bernie, you know Martha. She's not going to give me a dollar to throw across the river. Remember when I wanted to hire that fancy tailor, Milton Aronson, to design the new flag, and she made me use that friend of hers in the candy business at Betsy, what's her name? Mm -hmm. Well, if she wouldn't let me get a new flag retail, she isn't going to give me a dollar to throw across the Potomac. George, I'll supply the dollar. Well, that's a different story. Important thing, George, is, well, this is a test of personal strength. Can you make it? Can you throw a dollar all the way across the Potomac? Bernie, leave it to me. And so it was on that crucial day in 1776 that George Washington, amidst the popping of hundreds of flashbulbs... Which they didn't have in 1776. ...stepped to the shore and threw a dollar across the Potomac. Now, if you were to go to Cleveland... Washington. ...today and look across the Potomac, you would be amazed that the father of our country could have thrown that dollar all the way across that enormous river. Well, just remember... A, a dollar, dollar went, went a whole lot, lot farther, farther in 1776. 1776. Uh. All right, that was a nice setup for that line at the end. <laughs> I hope that kids that may be listening to these old bits, maybe their parents are listening to this on the podcast in the car, and they just happen to catch some of old Jack Carney bits from years back. Do not put that down on some sort of history lesson test or a quiz that they may be taking inside of their school classroom because, uh, yes, they will get uh, it wrong. And I don't want to be responsible for the uh, facts. Keep in mind that was comedy. And Jack Carney did a lot of that. And man, was he funny. A little bit of more history. I played this last night. Well, actually, it was a part of an interview from Jan Jacoby. He wrote a book called Young Lincoln. He was on the show before. And in fact, the last time he was on was last President's Day. And Young Lincoln, a very popular book, adolescent, uh, written for that type of age. He's got another one coming out, Lincoln and Springfield, that's going to be here towards the end of the year. I wanted to replay this considering we're getting close to President's Day again. And there was one part of the interview that really intrigued me about the health of Abe Lincoln. And then uh, we'll also play something that I think you'll enjoy. It's Kevin Colleen's whole nother story, which was from last year talking about President's Day. So, you know, why not since we're talking history, even if it is uh, Jack Carney history? You know, I did an interview yesterday about um, World War II and Hitler, and the person was talking about how he took Hitler's doctor's notes and they had to get it translated. And then a lot of these medications and things were so outdated. Even the medical experts that read it had no idea. They had to consult with other people to figure it out. You know, things that were back in the 40s that aren't made anymore. And they found out that Hitler was using uh, cocaine eye drops. And oh my goodness. It, it's crazy things. And then someone else said FDR used something similar for like a nose wash. And I thought, okay. What do we know about Abraham Lincoln's medical history and things that he may have been, you know, fashionable at the time that he may have used? Do we know anything about that? Sure, sure. We know that he was depressed and uh, it was uh, essentially a form of melancholy. I don't think it was manic depression at any point. Uh, he has a couple of 
very deep depressions over Ann Rutledge and over uh, Mary Todd. And so here is uh, the passage about how depression was treated. Now, for six days, I walked to his office and spent half a day with him. That's his doctor. His diagnosis was I was suffering from hypochondriasis, a debilitating melancholia, which could be treated. Now, listen to this. Once he made the diagnosis, Dr. Henry began the treatments. First, he bled me to begin clearing out the black bile, which he believed caused my illness. He cut me with a razor to draw the blood. A large amount spilled out. Next came the blistering in which hot glass cups were placed on my temples. This pulled the blood up toward my skin, and he attached leeches to suck out more blood. After this, I had to ingest compounds which caused vomiting and diarrhea. Following that, I fasted for three days. Then I took a variety of stimulants, coffee, black pepper, garlic, mustard, and quinine. He gave me mercury to continue the purging, and which, after a few days, turned my stools green. Dr. Henry was cheered by this because it meant the black bile had been removed. Finally, I took warm baths to make me sweat, followed immediately by cold baths. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so terrible. Me- medicine yeah. in the 1840s. Uh, I hear that some historians look at George Washington died. They bled him out because they thought that would help him improve. In fact, that some of the things that they did to him probably contributed to him dying. And they looked at the same thing with Abraham Lincoln. They wondered, was the technology available there after he was shot that they could have saved him if they would have known what we know today and probably um and no, that's one of those no i don't no i don't think so i you know bullet no. in the brain is uh, that's a that's a bummer when uh, you know the internet kind of hard to turn around from that one i know i played this last year and i don't remember if you remember it but kevin colleen did a whole nother story about going back in time and talking to abraham lincoln can i play that for you for us to oh, enjoy no i don't know this is new this is great Okay, so Kevin Kevin. Clean is, oh, he's fantastic in all the work he does. So this would have been last year at this time. He did a whole other story uh, about going back in time. The waiting room was crowded with mothers and wives of Union soldiers who were facing charges of desertion, asking the president to pardon them. Few members of Congress there. One of them kept looking at my shoes, a pair of blue Sperry's that looked out of place in 1864. I had read back then it was easier to see the president, and it was true. After waiting at about an hour, the clerk called me over and asked, what do you want? I said, I want to speak to the president about this, and I handed him a Lincoln penny that was in my pocket, dated 1994. Well, that got his attention. The president called me in, and there he was. No amount of Matthew Brady photographs can prepare you for the sight of Lincoln in 3D. He looked like he needed a milkshake or some sunshine. He's so thin and pale. I'd heard stories about he was the tiredest and saddest looking man on the planet. And it was true. He had the penny in his hand and he gestured and said, sit down and said, what is this? Mr. President, I said, I was just gushing with excitement. I'm from the future and I'm here to cheer you up. I want to tell you, the North wins the war. The Union stays together. The country becomes a world superpower. We defeat Hitler. We, we win two world wars. There's battleships and flying planes and horseless carriages. We've got rockets that send a man to the moon. There's a Civil Rights Act. Women get the right to vote. We have open-heart surgery, refrigerators in every kitchen, Coca-Cola, White Castle hamburgers, and more. Lincoln rubbed his jaw and called for security. 
brisk soldier came in and with a nod from the president grabbed me from the arm to lead me out. But I turned to shout to him, I, I have to warn you, it's not all good. There's nuclear bombs and terrorist attacks in New York, the World Trade Center. And whatever you do, Mr. President, don't go to the theater to see our American cousin. Well, nobody believed me. And as you might expect, after the president's death, I was executed. Which is why if you ever get the chance to go back in time on President's Day and chat with Lincoln, just pass on it. With a whole other story, I'm coming to the... <laughs> Ryan, one of my ambitions someday is to meet Kevin Colleen. You should. He's great. And, you know, when we get uh, back in person and into the studios, we'll have to arrange for that, get you in early enough so you guys can overlap. But it wasn't that great. <laughs> no, he's got it nailed. And, and I'll tell you, one, my first reaction is that, interestingly enough, Lincoln himself would have loved that. He really loved technology for the time and inventions. Uh, he he was uh, he would have been he would he would have adored technology. By the way, if people wanted to find Young Lincoln or your work, where can they look it up? Uh, well, and I'd say you know local books bookstores. I love subterranean books in the Loop. They're wonderful, and they uh, can get you a copy. Of course, Reedy Press uh, you can get a copy there. And if all else fails, then uh, maybe uh, Amazon will have it for you. That was Jan Jacoby, local author. He's a teacher and has written a couple of different books about Abe Lincoln and another one that's coming out here soon, Lincoln and Springfield. He did Young Lincoln when we talked to him last. That was his most recent book. Cool to have him on ahead of President's Day. It just seemed fitting. I hope you enjoyed that. We have one segment left until we say goodnight. It's coming up after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Uh, you, uh, still a lot of debate, really, about what's going to happen on a second stimulus. Is there going to be a third or fourth or whatever, depending on how you're counting them? If you want to look at it on the individual side, what will you get out of it? This could be a third check from the government. They're looking at about $1,400 seems to be the number that most people are gravitating around. Some believe that they're going to try to push this through the House on February 22nd, which is a um, week from Monday. So got that right around the corner, too. Oh, George Washington's birthday. How about that? Some don't know if it can get through it. But however, if they do get through it, it looks like you can get some checks in March. Uh, in should they or not? In fact, I want to play this real quick. There's a new representative, his first time speaking in front of the House floor, a representative from Florida by the name of Byron Donalds breaks this down. One of the metrics we always like to use in financial services is the unemployment rate. It's a pretty popular statistic. Well, let's take a look at the unemployment rate that's going on in the, in, around the country. In my state of Florida, it's 6.1%. In Alabama, it's 3.9%. In South Carolina, it's 4.6%. In Texas, it's 7.2%. Compare that to blue states in our country, New York and California, where they soar over 8%. Why is that happening? Because their governors and their mayors have refused to reopen their economies. If you want to stimulate something, actually let the American people get back to work. Let them run their businesses, and you'd be surprised at what actually happened in our economy. Let's talk about $15 minimum wage, which is in the Biden plan. I don't know how a $15 minimum wage is going to help struggling small businesses continue to thrive in the current environment. Furthermore, what we have already seen with the $15 minimum wage is that it has led to workers actually getting less hours 
less hours at the jobs that they have. I don't see how that is actually helping anybody stimulate an economy. Let's talk about education. In this, in this plan, right now there's $170 billion, give or take, to go to local school districts to reopen. But guess what? If they're picketing outside of the school district school board in Chicago to not go back into the classroom, what is this additional money actually doing? All right. And this is just a portion of one of uh, a longer speech. He's up for a few minutes said, by the way, we haven't even spent all the money from the last package that was put together. and We're already talking about throwing more out there. Good for him. Well, that'll do it. Uh, we've got a replay hour coming up next. And then uh, we'll be back again tomorrow at eight o'clock to uh, end the week. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see you soon. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.